Watch up to the Unusual Thoughts Podcast. Yeah! Frankie Beverly and Mays. I promise you, you can't go wrong, man. Oh, man. I don't even know how to start, man. It's been a minute, man. It's been about two, three weeks since I've been with you guys. But, man, let me let me start this thing off the way I know I'm supposed to, man. Welcome back to episode 28 of the Unusual Thoughts Podcast. I am your ignorant yet but humble host, Desmond. And man, I miss you guys, man. I can't lie to y'all. I truly, truly miss y'all. But I'm back, man. I took a little time, man, to sort some things out with myself, with my fam, with, uh, you know, with a couple things going on, my baby, my son, you know. You know, we, we got some, had to get some things sorted out, man. But, you know, I'm back, man. I'm back. Cannot tell y'all how excited I am to be back with you guys, to be recording, to be sitting here to to get out some of these thoughts, man. But y'all know how we start off every week, man. And we do this thing. I have to give y'all the unusual thought of the week, man. And I got a banger for y'all this week, man. Cause I've been gone for a couple of weeks, so I got a really good one for y'all this week. And as soon as I get that done, I promise you I'll be right back at you. Faith, patience, belief, strength, purpose. Man, I know y'all wondering, man, why is this this man sitting up here just screaming out random words to y'all guys, man? But I got to tell y'all, man, those are a few principles that I try to live by every day. These are five things that are important to me. I like to say them in this order because I feel like you have to have some type of structure within your life. So I'm starting off with faith, man. I start off with faith at the top. This is, hey, man, it's self-explanatory, really, man. It's at the top of my list. And when I speak about faith in my life, man, I speak about God, I, the, who, who is the head of my life, the source of my power. Uh, my faith in God keeps me understanding. And I'm never, I'm never, I'm never alone, man. It helps me, it helps me every day. But it also, like I said, it just lets me know that I'm not alone in this fight. So I keep my faith, you know what I'm saying, strong. 
at all times just to keep my faith strong at all times, man, because it lets me know, man, that that God is real. I understand that and I know that and I believe that with every inch of my body and every fiber of my being, I, I truly believe that God is real. Moving on, man, to number two, man, is patience. Patience is next on my list, man. Having patience is important to me because it's understanding that the time you may want, the time you want may not be for you. It just may not be for you. No timing and plans that you may have, it may not be for you. So don't get down on yourself. Just stay the course, man, throughout whatever you're going through, man, and know that at the end of your patience, man, you're going to be rewarded for your patience and and um, learning and understanding when and how to be still. Learning how and, and just to be still, man, is so important. I promise you, whenever you learn that, man, you're, I promise you, man, you'll understand the patience that you that you need to get further in your life. That doesn't mean that, that, you, that you stop pursuing what you want. It just means that you have patience within pursuing what you want. So that's the next thing. That was number two on my list. Number three on my list is belief. I know you're going to say that, hey, faith and belief, aren't they, some, aren't they, they are some of the same things, right? But in my, in my principle, no, they're not, man. When I speak about belief, I speak about my faith is in God. When I speak about belief, man, I believe in me. I believe in myself, man. Belief within yourself, like literally believing that you can accomplish anything you set your mind and your heart to, no matter what circumstances coming your way, man. Always believe in yourself, knowing that you can push through and overcome any obstacle that, that life throws at you. That anytime the devil steps in your way, man, belief in you that you're strong enough to get through this uh, through this obstacle, man, and keep on pushing forward towards your goals, towards your towards 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 anything that you set your mind and heart to. It's just a simple one, man. Like I said, it's just always believe in me. Bet on yourself. Y'all hear me say it all the time. Bet on yourself. Believe in yourself. All the same thing. Number four, man, is strength. It's the next principle that I have, man. And I enjoy um, this, this, man, because I'm pretty sure we all know where uh, I'm going with this one, man. Your strength, man, is, is vital to your growth. It just is. It's vital to your growth. The funny part is about your strength, man. You, you, we don't know how. We don't know our own strength most times. We truly do not know and understand our own strength within ourselves, uh, and probably won't ever tap into it uh, into our full potential of our strength. Honestly, we probably never will, um, because we, we don't we don't understand how much we can actually take. The pain, the, the the suffering, we don't understand how much we can take. And um, as much as the world may beat us down, man, we don't understand our strength that we can always pick ourselves back up and keep it moving. Um, but just think about some of the things you've been through in your life. Honestly, sit down and think about them and just under, and, and when you think about them, I want the next thing, once you think about those things, I want you to think about how did you get through those things? Like, it, it, you may not have done it by yourself, man, but your strength pulled you through those things, your belief, your, your your belief in yourself, your faith in God, you know what I'm saying, these things pulled you through, man, that's all part of your strength that you have within yourself, through any situation, man, be strong, be courageous, and um, it, it ain't, it's never no, no give up, no, no quitting, your, you should never have no quitting your heart, number five, man, is purpose, um, my, my fifth principle that I try to live, my, my personal life by its purpose, man, uh, Man, let me see. It's it's significant, honestly, man. It's really significant. Um, I'm learning to. I'm learning uh, day by day, man. That your purpose is significant, and um, no matter what you try to do within your life, if you're not living true to your purpose, man, you can be good at a lot of things. But if you're not living in your purpose, man, you'll never be fulfilled. You'll never. Your heart will never be fulfilled. Um, your soul will never be fulfilled. You always feel like there's something missing because you're not on purpose with what you're supposed to be doing uh, within your life. So, and this honestly, man, it's the single greatest thing you could ever do. Like, it's honestly the single life. Finding your purpose and sticking to it and living in your purpose and pursuing your purpose and um, uh, chasing your purpose, whatever the case may be. If you're trying to get to your purpose, man, it's honestly the greatest thing you can do. Um, you know, I, I, I've all those things I've mentioned you would need to get through this life, but unless you find your purpose, 
as to why you're truly uh, here, they all would tend to seem useless at some point. Like your faith will seem useless, your your patience will seem useless, your belief in yourself will seem useless, your strength will seem useless because you're not putting them in, you're not putting that energy into the right places. So, um, without defining your purpose, man, a piece of you, like I said, it's just a feel like you just have no direction in your life. Man, honestly, man, besides the foundation that you build with God, man, finding your purpose, I honestly think it's probably one of the, it's the second best thing that you can do within your life, man. I, but but you have to find your purpose first. I mean, you have to have your relationship with God. You have to have that foundation um, with God um, to, that he's always ahead of your life, that he's always the center of your life. I like to say God is the center of my life. I like to say that he's the center just for the simple fact that from the center, everything else flows out in all directions, no matter what direction, man. If you're at the head, only thing you can do, and you can go up and go down, man, but I just like to say, uh, God is at the center of my life. He's at the core of my life, and uh, and no, he can never be replaced. He can never be uh, forgotten. He can never be mis- mis- misplaced or anything of that nature. Uh, so I think the first thing that we have to do, man, is find a relationship and build that relationship daily. That relationship that you have with God, just like any other relationship that you have in your life, friendships, co-workers, uh, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever the case may be, brother, sister, mother, son, whatever the case may be, you always have to work at those relationships for the rest of your life. So, And it's the same way with God. So once you get that foundation with God, man, I think the next thing that we have to do, man, is find your true purpose and just try to pursue it. Just try your hardest, try your damnness to pursue that. And uh, I'm pretty sure, man, that if you do, if you spend your time trying to find your purpose and pursue your purpose, everything else will line up. So again, faith, patience, belief, strength, purpose, unusual. Usual thought of the week, man. I truly hope you you guys enjoy that, man. Just giving you an insight into my mind, into my heart, man. What I be thinking, how I be feeling sometimes, man. I truly, truly hope you guys enjoy that unusual thought of the week. But man, I'm happy to be back with you guys, man. Uh, yeah, man. I'm I truly am, man. And we do have some things to discuss, man. This past week, we had uh, the first thing. I just want to touch on it because I'm not a um, really really political person i'm not um but i do try to pay attention to what's going on around me man because i do want to leave this world better for my son and um uh, and, and people that come after me so i try to pay uh, now that i'll be honest i don't pay as much attention to it as i need to but i do try to pay attention um to what's going on in the political world um and we had uh democratic uh debates this week man and um I would say, man, my coming out of those, it was two debates. Coming out of the debates this week, man, I, I truly like Cory Booker. Um, I was a, I, I really like him, man. He made some really, really valid points to me, man. And uh, you know, it's some, it's some things that he didn't say that I would have liked for him to say, man. But once, what? But sitting down watching the debate, man, I, 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 I finally understood that everybody don't get the same amount of time, man. Some is sixty seconds, some is fifteen, some is thirty. So they cut you off, so you don't really get a chance to. You know what I mean to really get um, a complete thought out, and that's why sometimes I feel like a lot of those people sound so robotic. Because if you got thirty seconds, man, you gotta you gotta try to get out. Um, you gotta try to get out a point to the masses instead of uh, instead of having enough time to break everything down the way that you would like to, to give people more context and get them more insight into what you really, truly want to do. So, you know, you don't always get the full story. So I think a lot of times, man, I've watched interviews from all the candidates um, away from the presidential debates, man. But I really, Cory Booker really stood out to me, um, which I, I, I knew about him before um, the presidential debates. Um, he came to the Breakfast Club. So um, I learned about him through the Breakfast Club. Uh, Kamala, Kamala, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to pronounce her name, I always, I don't know, but uh, Senator Harris, she, um, you know, she wasn't great in the debates, Uh, she wasn't great, but I do think she is a, a valuable candidate, Um, I'm I'm not going to give up on her. Because I do think that she is, is she can be valuable to this country, 
And I think uh, given the opportunity, she can be a great candidate for uh, the Democratic uh, nomination. Other people um, in the presidential debate, Bernie Sanders with Bernie Sanders as usual. Joe Biden is, uh, I, I truly, the more um, Joe Biden talks, the, the less I like him, honestly. <laughs> I just I just don't know what he's trying to do, honestly. You know, they, 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 you know, people got, you know, people got um, attacked, which you, you know, which you, which you, 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 you have to understand, you have to know that that's going to come. And that's not a, um, I don't hold it, I don't hold anything against any candidate for trying to um, question or go at another candidate about his or her past and things like that. Like Joe Biden, if I was a candidate, I'll be going to Joe Biden about his the crack bill and the and the the, the, the other bill that he wrote in '94. I'll be going to him about that on a regular basis because he put so many people behind bars uh, for minimal charges and he the three. Uh, it's just I would attack him on that on a regular basis, um, just like they did Cam, uh, Kamala Harris about how many people she's put in jail um, for marijuana. So you know it, it's a I enjoy just plain and simple man. Like I said, I'm not a big um, politics guy, man, but I enjoyed the debates for what they were. I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this process plays out um, because I do think, man, we we do need to pay attention, man, because the way Trump is um, is running their White House, man, it's, it's a free fall, man. <laughs> Just like the other day, man, he tweeted about um, somebody's house getting robbed. Like, unbelievable. It's unbelievable that a president of the United States would tweet about someone's house getting robbed. Like that, I can't even explain it, can't begin to understand it, but that's his level of pettiness. And a piece of me finds it funny because he's a petty, he's the most pettiest person on the planet. If you do anything to to cross him or say something about him that he doesn't agree with, Oh, he's going to get you back. As soon as something comes up that he can get you back on, oh, it's coming. So just be aware. So if you ever have anything to say about that, man, just understand. Make sure everything that's in your closet, in your shed, in your car, in your in your dresser drawer, at your mama's house, and anywhere else that you connected to, make sure all of it is clean because he is going to come for you and he's going to do everything he can Um to get you back. So his level of pettiness is unmatched. But at the same time, man, um, as a president of the United States, man, you got to have some coofed about yourself, man. Shout out to my boy Big, man, for the word he put on his podcast um, a while ago, man, maybe a year ago, but coofed. Um, you got to have some coofed about yourself um, and just understand that you don't always have to take a shot back at everybody that takes a shot at you. So, like, um, the, the the older I get, man, I'm starting to not identify with uh, with any party. Um, I'm honestly not, man. I, I'm I'm more about what's going on in the world, man. And how, like I said, honestly, it's just about how, if if and how I can help leave this world better for the people behind me, the kids behind me, um, and that's the only thing that's important to me. So. Um, paying more attention to local level, um, local level campaigns and things of that nature. I've been paying more attention to those, and uh, like I said, the presidential election, man, you know, is something that we all should try to pay attention to. So that, uh, like I said, man, just I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of this play out and how the rest of this is going to. Uh, the rest is going to 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 come to come down the pipeline. Like I said, we need to pay attention to everything that Trump is doing, man, around the White House and how Russia and all these things, man. We truly, truly need to pay attention and figure out a way to figure out a way to make sure that that this election is not rigged, that it's not fixed. Um, because we do want to have a fair election, man. Let the best man and or woman win this election. So, um, really looking forward to it, though. Going from there, man. Going from there, I want to 
go into um, another crazy political thing. Um, it's not political, but it is a. It's, <laughs> I guess you could say it's a. It's a well oiled machine, man. The NFL. NFL season is literally right, literally right around the corner. Now, I will tell you guys, I don't talk much about the NFL because I'm not um, the biggest football fan. I watch football sp- uh, sporadically. Uh, more than anything, even when I watch, I don't really listen to the sound. I truly do not listen to the sound. I just watch them play. Um, I do have a favorite team who are the Patriots, six-time Super Bowl champions, respected or get get punched in your chest. As a matter of fact, we don't care. You ain't got to get punched in your chest. We just going to keep on winning Super Bowls. Uh, but, you know, man, it, it's, it's a system, man, within the NFL that, you know, it's it's a tough system, man. I kind of just got to call it what it is. It's a tough system. Them guys run that league with an iron fist, it seems like. It seems like if you don't do what they want to do, it is you might be out the league. But the NFL season is around the corner, man, and I'm literally I'm looking forward to this season, man. It's a lot of great teams, a lot of movement this offseason, uh, you know, and I'm looking forward. Like I said, of course, I'm looking forward to the Patriots. I'm looking forward to seeing what we do. Tom Brady is back for his 20th season. You got, um, you know, we 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 our team, man. It's just gonna be our team. We we're not gonna have a lot of big names. But we're gonna plug and play. Um, system is gonna work for itself, and we're gonna have some things in line to make us, you know, to make us. Uh, do anything that's necessary to win games, man. You got Pittsburgh, who I'm looking forward to seeing play this year, who is a rival, who is an arch rival. And it seems like everybody around me that I'm really close to, my brother, my cousin, my best friend, other really, really close people to me, they are Steelers fans. (laughs) They all are. And... It's hilarious to me because I sit there and I just laugh at them because they be so stressed and so hurt and, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Big Ben is whatever. But, you know, um, they lost a lot of talent over the last two years. Man, They lost uh, Le'Veon and they lost uh, A.B., man, over the last two seasons. So, you know, they are a transformation team. But I do like Juju. Uh, I think Big Ben is just a – He's just a hell of a quarterback, man. Whenever he's locked in and ready to play, he's a hell of a quarterback, man. I do think he need to lose a little bit of weight, but, hey, that's neither here nor there. So, um, Other teams around the league, man, you're you looking at that right now, man, what's, 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 uh, what's dominating the news cycle right now is the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys – and their contract situation, man, you know, they got Zeke coming up. You got you got Dak coming up. You got to pay Amari. You got to, you got a lot of money to, to dish out to a, to, to a few players, and you probably won't be able to pay all those guys just for the simple fact of the salary cap in the NFL, man. It's a hard salary cap, so you're just not going to be able to pay everybody because them guys, a lot of them guys don't want to take pay cuts. Just for the simple fact, man, it's it's hard for it's hard to convince somebody to take a pay cut in the NFL because no money is guaranteed and they already feel like they're underpaid anyway. So it's kind of tough to get somebody to take a pay cut. I know everybody's gonna say, but Tom Brady, who was my favorite quarterback, oh he takes pay cuts. But man, look, I'm not worried about what Tom Brady do. I'm worried about my money, not his. So um, right now, man, Zeke is trying to get paid. He ain't even at camp. And I'm looking forward to seeing the sweat drop off some of these Cowboys fans' head because my uncle, who is my guy, man, he's probably one of the biggest Cowboys fans that uh, that I know, man. He lives and dies by Cowboys. I promise you there will never be a time that you see my uncle on this earth that he doesn't have something, something, whether it's a hat a ring, a keychain, a wallet, a shirt, some paint. There will never be a day, socks, there'll never be a day that he walks this earth where he doesn't have something cowboys. That he doesn't have something cowboys on his on his person. I promise you. Every single day is something about the cowboys. So uh you know it is 
what I'm looking for, man. I hope they can figure it out. Um, because I don't, I don't want to see Zeke sit out a year, man. He's too talented to sit out a year, man. We already watched Le'Veon Bell, who was really, really great running back, man, sit out a year. I don't want to have to see Zeke sit out a year, so I hope they can figure that uh, contract situation out. But at the same time, I do understand I want him to get his money as well. Um, and he shouldn't take pay cuts for a billionaire, period. You just shouldn't. And I know what everybody gonna say, and I and and y'all know how I, how I speak about basketball, man. If you make decisions for money and money alone, then uh, uh, you know I have a hard time rooting for you. But in football, it's just different for me, man, because them guys don't get guaranteed money, and um, a lot of them guys they don't get the commercials that NBA players get. They don't they don't do that thing. So you know, I think for football players, man, get your money. And I, I go to my grave thinking that, man, NFL players should have guaranteed money. Um, I think that they should all get, if you sign a three-year contract, three three years or more contract, man, 40% of your contract should be guaranteed regardless. You ain't got to get the whole 100, but 40% should be guaranteed. Just for the simple fact, man, you go out there, you risk your life every day. And if something happened to you, man, you can get cut and and you can get cut today, man, and and, and it literally throws a, a wrench in your in your family's entire well-being. It throws a wrench in it, like, but you hurt and you can't do nothing to provide at that moment because you're hurt. So I, I, I will forever think that they should get 40% of that. So, like I said, man, looking forward to it, man. Preseason rise around the corner. Um, a lot of you guys that I'm speaking about, A.B., Tom Brady, probably won't. Tom Brady will play in the preseason because he just likes to play. I don't understand what he doing, but, you know, he just likes to play. And I'm not mad at him because when he plays, man, we, we are a really, really good team, man. So, NFL season, man, looking forward to it. I hope you guys are ready for it because we're going to talk a lot about it. And I'm probably going to get my boy Big Chris on the podcast, man. I'm Hopefully I'll do here soon, too. Um, I'm going to get him to come over here, man, because he's a football junkie. Like, he'll sit here and talk football with y'all forever. So I'm going to get him to come on the podcast, man, so me and him can sit down and talk about, you know what I'm saying, the football season. So and hopefully I get a chance to go over there and do his podcast soon, man. So shout-out to BTSC365, man, the the big podcast, man. Shout-out to my brother. So, um, But moving on from that, man, uh, oh, so – August the 10th, there's a really, really important thing going on that a lot of y'all probably don't care about, but I absolutely love it. Like, um, URL TV, Summer Impact. Summer Impact is right around the corner, man. And I don't know how many of you guys watch Battle Rap, man, but honest to God, man, it's one of my favorite pastimes. It's, it's truly one of my favorite pastimes, man. It, I think battle rap is the purest form of of the art form. I think battle rap is the one of the purest forms of the uh, the art form. And you know, man, this summer impact, man, is just it's just another case of that, man. And I'm just truly, truly looking forward to to this event. So, summer impact is the first time this is um, this is happening. Summer impact. Let me tell you how we got to this point. So, summer. In the past, URL TV has they do big events, they do big events, and they normally so at the end of the summer of almost every summer they do a summer madness, which is normally the biggest event of the of the year for URL TV. It's the biggest event. You bring out the they bring out the biggest names, they bring out the get the best of the best of the best to come out, and they all battle on the same night, and. Um, but they also do another event that they do, which was very, very successful, was the Double Impact, which is a tag team match where they get two stars, two two other rappers, and, man, they put them on the same team, and, you know, they go against another two-on-two. So it, it's so what they did this year, man, which I think is very, very in, uh, innovative and uh, spark. It, 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 it sent some sparks throughout the culture, man. Uh, they, they just combined the two events. It's made some impact where they just came together, man. I worked behind the scenes when they got some of the biggest names to team up with each other, and uh, you know they 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 got some of the biggest names to team up with each other and do a battle together, man. Which I which I love. I truly truly love it. I am not mad at this. It's probably 
one of my favorite, um, just looking at the card, man, the names on the card, one of my most, it's going to be one of my favorite cards, and I'm looking forward to it because my boy, man, my boy P, as soon as I saw the names on that card, man, I, I test him first because he's the only other person that I know watch battle rap as much as I do. Now, I think I watch it more than him, but he's the only person that watches it just as much as me, so... Uh, I'm looking forward to, but what me and him are gonna do? We're gonna go half on a pay per view, so we both can watch there. We can watch those battles in real time or that same weekend. We're gonna go half on it uh, to purchase the pay per view, man. We're gonna watch them battles at the same time, so it's, it starts August tenth. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give y'all the rundown of the people that's battling. Uh, so. Jazz the Rapper and Official goes up against uh, 2Q, T-O-Q. Um, it's 40 bars in E-Heart. Uh, now, these are ladies, man. I, I, I'm i a fan of Jazz the Rapper and Official. Jazz is a more technical battle rapper where she likes to break her opponent down. Uh, she likes to be, she, she's really particular. She doesn't battle often, so she's really particular about the battles that she takes. So this is going to be a good look for her. And then she's battling on the URL stage. Official is just a bar. She's bar heavy, aggressive. She's just, uh, she just bar heavy. And I, and I love her because she, she got that New Orleans accent that I like. So I'm looking forward to that battle. They're going up against uh, 40 bars and E-Heart. 40 bars, it's in the name. She just, she's bars. She just, 40 bars, just going to try to bar you out the room. And E-Heart is a more subtle, aggressive battle rapper. Like, I love her voice. I love her. I love the way she attacks things in battles. Uh, so, I, I'm i looking forward to that battle. Um, I'll probably pick Jazz the Rapper and Official to win that battle. Um, the next battle up on that card, you got... The Monstars in New Jersey twerking shotgun Sug. If you saw how big both of them guys was, you understand what they call the Monstars against the old, old reliable vets in Marv One and Quest McCody. Like Marv One and Quest McCody are Detroit guys, man. They just the legends, and they're hard to beat in a two on two, man, because they they know what to do and how to do it. So they're going to be really, really hard, but the Monstars is going to have the most energy you've probably ever seen on stage at one time. Just call it what it is. When they battled each other, when they battled against each other, it was just energy everywhere. And I think it's going to be uh, multiplied by 10 with them being on the same team. I'll go with the Monstars in that battle um, because Turk is very, very, Turk is just, man, he's different. The way he raps, the way he put things together, he's different. So, you know, I picked the Monstars, but honestly, I think that'll be a preference battle, to be real with you. Uh, so then the next battle up, you got uh, Good Clips, who was Charlie Clips and Goods against uh, multiple remisses and Hollow the Dunn and Jun Jun. Hollow, Hitman Hollow, I'm sorry, Hitman Hollow and Jun Jun the Dunn. So I'm not a big fan of Charlie Kill. Charlie Clips because I think he's probably one of the most predictable battle rappers. Like, I can predict his bars ahead of time. As soon as he goes into a scheme, I know exactly where he's going. Uh, Goods is, you know, he he the cool guy, man. On stage drinking Hennessy, he's the cool guy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat you by being flyer than you or whatever. I'm not a big fan of him. He's had some good battles that I like. Same as Clips. But you know, I'm just not a big fan of them too. So I uh, and they're battling Jun Jun, the Dunn and Hitman, who I'm a big fan of both of them because Jun Jun never loses clearly. Like no matter who he battles, he just never loses clearly. So um, for me in that battle, I probably like multiple remixes, Jun Jun and Hitman better. So I probably like them better. So. Uh, from there, man, you got NWS, DNA, and K-Shine versus every fucking bar. Every fucking bar that is Geechee Gotti and Rum Nitty. So this battle is, man, I think for the night, man, it's, man, it's going to be a couple battles that'll be, that'll battle for battle with a night, man. But this probably will be one of them, man, because DNA and K-Shine work so well together. Like, they probably the most decorated two-on-two -two beside Marv 1 and Chris McCarty uh, because they've just been doing it longer. But 
K-Shine and DNA have been doing it for so long together, man. They know each other so well. They know how each other work. And uh, the last time I saw DNA or K-Shine, the last time I saw DNA, he spazzed, man. He spazzed against some some no name guy. He absolutely it was like a it was like a competition uh road to DNA and he completely spazzed. I was like, it's probably the best DNA I had ever saw. And I can remember after that battle, man, K sounds like, man, I'm so hyped to get back in the in the room with him and start working on this battle for some impact. Like he spazzed in that battle, man. Like it was bananas, like the entire round. So um, this this NWS man versus Gucci Gotti and Ron Nitty man the the name says it all every fucking bar, them guys just try to bar you but they will literally every line, like they try to they try to take your head off on every line. So I'm looking forward to seeing how they put them to, uh, how they how them to put their rounds together and uh, yeah I'm looking forward to it man. Gucci Gotti been on a run. He's you know what I'm saying he has some really really good bar battles. I'm looking forward to seeing how they uh, put this together, but I'll probably take DNA and K Sign because they got more uh, more chemistry with each other and they know what to do in the two on two. I think this will be the first time for uh, Rom Nitty and Gigi Gotti in a two on two battle. So I pick uh, NWS in that. Um, another one that popped up, man, Murder Land, who is Murder Mook and Calico versus. Dark Life, who is Briz Rothstein and T-Top. So, Briz Rothstein and T-Top, man, are, are interesting cats, man, because they both got so much energy. And they they don't they, they don't quit, man. They're they, they not scared of nothing. They're not scared of nobody. They're not scared of the, 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 the stage and um, the moment. Uh, and, you know, they're going up against Myrtle Moot, man, who is... Legendary in the sport of in the in the sport of, in the in the arena of battle rap, who, you know, some of us may not think he's good as others, but you know he's still a legend, man, for what he's done in the game, man. And Calico, who I love, I love Calico and the way he battle, um, the way he attacks the battle, the way he's um um uh, surgical with his rounds and how he attacks his opponent. So I'm looking forward to that battle, man. And uh, looking at it, you would just automatically say Murderland is gonna win that battle, but. Like I said, man, T Top and Bridge Rothstein, man, them guys are different, man. They like they they attack things different, especially Bridge Rothstein. So I'm I'm looking forward to that battle, but I think that'll be a preference battle. And the main event for the night, and uh, first and foremost, man, free to wave, free Sue Surf. Um, it's supposed to be gun titles who is Sue Surf and uh, Tay Rock versus Loaded Hollows, Loaded Lux, and Hollow the Dunn. Unfortunately, Sue Surf ran into some legal issues, and he will not be a part of his car, so they had to replace Sue Surf with the Young Buck Chess, with the Young Buck Chess, so you're going from gun titles to guns and cake against Loaded Hollows. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing gun titles versus uh, Loaded Hollows, man, I did. Man, cause surf is different, man. I, I surf surf is a different cat, so I was looking forward to that. But like I said, unfortunately, he got caught up in some legal trouble, so he can't, won't be there. So they just had to keep the show rolling, man. They had to, uh, like Smack always say, man, complete the complete the objective, and the objective is to get this battle done. So they uh, substituted surf for 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 chess, man. I think chess has been on a run, man. The last few battles I've seen him in. And um, I got to get the URL TV out, man. I want to see him against Gigi Gotti, man. I heard he was a classic. But the last battle that I saw him, man, he battled uh, Twerk. It was Twerk versus Chess, man. And he did a phenomenal job versus Twerk. There was a back-and-forth battle. So I'm not mad at them for subbing Surf uh, surf with Chess, man. I think uh, it's Surf, uh, since Surf, since Surf and Rock have been working on their, uh, on their rounds, you know, Chess has been down there with him, uh, in the lab with him, going through, going through things with him. So seeing how they, how they were gonna attack Loaded Hollow, so I'm pretty sure he knows the the the, the game plan, the game, the, the 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 groundwork of what they want to do, and you can just plug him in. Of course, he's gonna have his own bars, man, because Chess is just damn good when he when he's when he's right, he's damn good. And of course, man, Tay Rock is Tay Rock. Tay Rock is Tay Rock. He's Probably has the best resume <laughs> besides Averb. He probably has the best resume in battle rap. So, 
I know I'm looking forward to uh to seeing that battle, man. And just I'm looking forward to seeing how how Loaded Dunn and uh Loaded Lust are gonna put their rounds together, man. They're first they're both um strategic in what they do and you know they rap differently. Uh so I'm looking forward to seeing how they attack, man. Then I think that'll be I don't think it'll be the battle of the night. I think it'll be a preference battle, but uh, I guess it'll be a preference battle because it honestly depends on what you want. Will you want a whole bunch of gun bars and shoot you and stab you and all that, or are you going to want some integral stuff that makes you think a little bit, that makes you, oh, man, what do you mean by that? So, you know, that's a preference battle. So, again, man, August 10th, August 10th, man, uh, you can go to you, you can go on Facebook or uh, Instagram and anything, just follow URL.TV. I'm on YouTube. Go on there, man. Look it up, man. Do your research, man. I promise you, this is something that you will not be disappointed that you uh, that you tuned in to. I promise you, you won't. So do yourself a favor, man. Go and look out for it. And I hope my boy P hear this. I'll be sending you that text soon, brother. Let's go on and figure out if you're going to send the money to me or I'm going to send the money to you. But we're going to get this pay-per-view uh, for August the 10th. So, um, it's next week, man. I'm really, truly looking forward to it. Matter of fact, I'm off. So I will be watching it live. I will be at home all day. I don't want to know. Tay might be with me, but I'm going to be at home all day watching the URL TV battle. So, um, and the last thing I want to talk about today, man, y'all know, man, it's the summertime, man, but basketball season is never ending. <laughs> it's never ending. So, uh, NBA free agency has been a whirlwind, uh, just been a whirlwind uh, recently, man. The only thing I want to talk about today with basketball, man, uh, Draymond Green re-signed with, uh, with the Warriors four years, $100 million, which I never doubted that he wasn't going to be there. So, um, you know, congrats to him for getting his money. Like I said, just really wasn't worried about him leaving Golden State, man. I think that's where he wants to be. He He's helped build something that uh, – that will stand the test. That will that will stand the test of time. So, um, I'm happy that they got to an agreement and went ahead and locked him in. And Golden State have four players locked in for the next few years that they can build around, and um, they won't fall off at all. I still think they'll be a top three, maybe four seed in the West. That's just my opinion. Oh, man, looking forward to seeing them work. But um, yesterday or the day before, whenever it was, man. Uh, what's his name? Uh, David Griffin, who used to be the GM for, for, um, for the Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers came out and recently said some remarks, man, that uh, that a lot of people just took and ran with it and tried to make a huge story out of it. He said that he was miserable, and uh, David Griffin said that he was miserable. And that the way that they built that team made him miserable, and it wasn't sustainable. And I, when it, when I read it, when I first read it, I completely knew where he was coming from because, uh, and of course he had to go on TV the same night that the story came out. It was I think it was Sports Illustrated. He had to go on TV and uh, had to clarify some things, which I don't think he should have done. I think he should have left it. Um, what it was, but you know the way the world works now. Everybody got to be PG, and oh my God, he dis LeBron, and he better come out and fix it and make it right. But all he was saying was that, simply put, is like uh, all he's saying is like I, I knew exactly what he was saying. He was like, "There's no stability to it because what LeBron, the way LeBron works now. Like I said, I'm not a huge fan of LeBron. Y'all know this by now." But LeBron likes vets. He likes guys that have been around a while, that know what they want, and the reason that he wants them guys is that he can try to win now, which I completely understand. Um, I understand and I get it, and I'm not mad at him for going to do that. But when you do that, you got to realize them guys not going to be there for four or five years. They're going to be there for one, two, maybe three years, if that. And even even if they're there for that one year, you probably don't want them back the next year because they may not have enough gas. So when you do that, like David Griffin said, that you went from a lottery team to LeBron coming back and you go from a lottery team to trying to win a championship all within one day. It's it's hard to build a it's hard to build a team like that. So you went from that and that's exactly what happened. It went from lottery to okay, now we're in championship mode. There was no in between, there was no building, there was no um, let's try to uh, no. There was no type of um, 
walkway or, you know, ease way to say, okay, let's try to build this thing to try to win a championship. It was like, no, LeBron comes back in the same year you want to win a championship. And then you go and, you go and get all these older players. And then, like I told my friend, it's like, the reason it is what's sustainable because, like, you got these older vets that's, that don't have much on the tires left, just if you're just being honest with yourself. And then you got the superstar LeBron James that's not committing to the team or to the city. He's signing one plus one deal so he can opt out after every year. So I got all these older players, and then my star hasn't committed either. So next summer, I could literally end up with my star leaving and a whole bunch of old players that's probably going to be retiring or we're going to release after a year. It's not sustainable. And it is a miserable thing that I I, I've heard, I know y'all have heard me talk about the process of everything. Like the process is where you find your joy. And when LeBron is on your team, there's no process. You either win or you lose. And if you lose, it's everybody else's fault. But if you win, LeBron gets all the credit. There's no in-between there. And it's just the reality of the situation. And, you know, LeBron going to get his blame, but LeBron might get his blame, but then everybody else is going to be like, well, you didn't do this or you didn't do this, and LeBron had this triple-double. It's just going to always be everybody else's fault instead of his. So um, you're going to get more blame than, than, than anybody else if you're a part of that team and you don't win. So there's no in-between with LeBron as far as, as, far as a – the process, and that's what Dan gave me. It's not that he didn't like LeBron or that LeBron, him and LeBron are not friends or all that. It wasn't. I don't think it was anything to do with that. I just truly meant. I just truly think he meant that. Hey man, like when you when this man is on your team, and it's just like everybody else has said it. Like Kevin Durant, um, other people around the league. Like man, the 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 media that's around him, man. No matter what it what you do, you can be the best. The best you can be, and Anthony Davis will feel it this year. Like if they go on a two, three game losing streak, I promise you, everybody gonna be like Anthony Davis is the problem, and he's gonna feel that just for the simple fact that he's on the team with LeBron. So the media scrutiny that you get when you play on that team is just it's different. And like I said, there's no there's no process. There's literally you either win or you lose. There's no in-between with, with LeBron on your team. So that's what I thought Dan Gilbert, uh, not Dan Gilbert, uh, but uh, David Griffin meant by his comments. And I truly hate that he, I hate that he came on, uh, went on ESPN last night and uh, and explained himself. But I also understand why he did it. Because if you don't, man, people will just run with something. And they're just looking for stories. Like, to be quite honest with you, man, people just looking for stories any way that they can, like, no matter what it is, no matter how, they're just looking for stories, so, uh, I think David Griffin is a, is a, is a good GM, and I think he's, even with, in, uh, in New Orleans right now, man, he's building a program or a team from the ground up, you lost Anthony Davis, but you got some good pieces back in, Brandon Ingram and Lonzo and, that's hard, and you brought – now, he wasn't part of the deal, but you brought over J.J. Reddick. You got – you won a lottery, and you got uh, Zion, so you building a you building a team. You still got Drew Holiday. So I think for David Griffin, he just wants to build a team that's not going to, okay, let's try to do everything right now. And, of course, he wants to win, but he also understands there's a process to it. And uh, you got to learn how to win and – Go through those, go through those tar, those those tough times, man. It's just that's just part of the part of the growth. But when you're with LeBron, just like last year when he got to the Lakers, it went from what yeah last year when he got to the Lakers, it went from a no playoff team to they gotta win the championship, and it's like it's just not possible. Them kids ain't never played in in that type of environment, so how you just gonna put them put them out there like that to try to. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To try to win something all in one year. So, yeah, it just ain't possible, man. Like, you know, there's just it's just reality of it. But you know, this um you know, that's just kind of the way things it's just the way things work with LeBron is on your team. So it ain't no I don't think David Griffin said nothing wrong. I think people uh take things out of context when they're looking for stories. And I think whomever wrote that story um, 
sensationalize what David Griffin uh, was saying. So I hate that they did him like that. Uh, I think that, and and I hate to be critical of that. Who whoever the writer may be, I hate to be uh, to be critical of him. But that's just how I feel. I feel like they they took a couple a top a couple uh, clickbait things and. That's what they ran with. They ran with that, and I hate that they did that. But you know, that's just a part of the game, man. When you when you do that, that's a that's that's just that's just the way they do. So, yeah, man. That's all I got to say about that, man. Like I said, the NBA season. I'm not gonna go into a whole lot of detail about the NBA season because the NBA season isn't here no more. And uh, the movie of the week, man, is uh it's an older movie, man. League, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So let me read out a bio. Seven literary characters joined together to save powerful world leaders in this ripping yarn based on a comic book series. Sean Connery is an outstanding as intrepid explorer, Alan, I can't remember his name, Quartermain, who heads the group um, that includes Captain Nemo, Tom Sawyer, Shane West, and Dorian Gray at Stuart's Hound. It's a really, really good movie, man. It's an older movie that I've seen, man, countless number of times, to be honest with you. But it's a really, really good movie. It's an older movie, man, that you guys will enjoy. So I found it on Stars. Um, yeah, it's on Stars. So if you can go, man, get Stars, man. I think it's nine ninety nine a month. Uh, get Stars, man, and go watch that movie. You'll enjoy it, man. One of them niggas is, is invisible. <laughs> so you will enjoy it, man. Um, Again, man, I want to thank you guys for lending me your listening ear for however long I decide to run my mouth about a little bit of nothing every week. I truly appreciate you guys. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, reach out to me at Prisoner of War 10 at Prisoner of War 10, exactly how it, uh, it's, it's spelled exactly how it sounds. Prisoner of War 10. Mm. Excuse me. Prisoner What 10, man, on Instagram and uh, Twitter. You can find me at Desmond Boogie Yates on Facebook. Man, just let me know what y'all think, man. Reach out to me, let me know what's going on. And with y'all, man, if y'all have any topics that you want me to touch on, um, anything, let me know, man. And I promise you, I'll get back to you and uh, we'll try to get that done. And like I say, every time I do this podcast, whew, feel good to say it again, man. Feel good to say it again. You can fit in. Just be unusual when you do it. I'm out.